0: Hello and welcome to Meet Our Makers, an artist interview podcast produced in association with Beats Per Minute. I'm your host, Jeremy J. Fissette. On this episode, we get to meet singer-songwriter Maddie Diaz. In this chat, Maddie and I discuss at length her brand new solo record, History of a Feeling, which is out now on Anti. It's her first solo record in a while but she hasn't been keeping silent as much as keeping out of the limelight writing a lot of music working in the studio she even had a song on the last kesha record but now with her new solo record she is ready to be back in the thick of it we talk about her experiences getting comfortable with releasing such personal baldly autobiographical music as well as what it's been like for her kind of coming up in the music industry and what she's been up to in the gap between records. We also go on a bit of an excursion talking about Disney movies and The Brave Little Toaster. It'll make sense when you get to it, I promise. So I hope you enjoy this wide-ranging, humorous conversation with a great musician. Thank you for listening. This is me meeting Maddie Diaz. There we go. Too. <laughs> oh
1: is that how this
0: i mean you know that's Ooh, what i've been doing i'm backlit it's weird um oh nice <laughs> oh and apparently i'm glitching out awesome <laughs> love
1: that love that we love yeah the
0: yeah we do we do um yeah i don't know i don't i don't always put my camera on i kind of leave it up to the person Oh. So, cool. like when they start and they turn their camera on i'm like thank god i'm wearing actual clothes and <laughs> <laughs> And I can just flip it on. Not
1: doing anything weird already. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. No, I'm just in my dining room. And I don't know why my internet's doing this, but if it gets too weird, i look I'll great. Out. I look great. Yeah, I look, really I look great. neither here nor there.
1: It's like a <laughs> it's like a new wave um, Monet.
0: Mm. Mm, yeah, okay. I'll take that.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so how, how are you? How are you doing today?
1: I'm great. I'm in Pennsylvania. I'm at my mom's house. I haven't seen her for like a year or so. Oh, fun. So Here we are. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I know. That's kind of the nice thing. One of the nice things about the time we're in right now is that people are kind of beginning to get to see people again.
1: Yeah, we're riding the wave. Let's mm-hmm. let's ride it.
0: Oh, yeah. We'll see where the wave takes us, I guess. Oof. Um, how have you been lately with everything that's been going on?
1: I've been good. I mean, you know, it's a little, uh, it's a little shell shocky, a little whiplashy, mm-hmm. um, but I think I am starting to accept the reality that my life is going yeah. to be moving at a thousand miles an hour, just like it was <laughs> before. <laughs> that's,
0: yeah, that's probably true.
2: <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, because like
0: not not only are things opening back up, but you do have a record coming out, so it's kind of a, a double dose of of whirlwind.
1: Yeah for real um but you know i think i think uh it's timely so we'll see Mm
0: um was the last year kind to you
1: the last year was actually kind of great um strangely wonderful i uh spent a lot of time i spent a lot of time writing um and i spent a lot of time just at home with friends at home, you know, that like spend so much time on tour that I hadn't been able to see in a really long time. And yeah, it was weird. It was actually, Oh God. (laughs) Yeah. It was actually, um, it was actually really an important incubation phase. It felt like Mm. incubation period. Um, Yeah. I felt, I felt pretty lucky to have it. Um, And even more so that, you know, like a lot of people didn't quite experience that, you know, I think, I think I really am very much a homebody at heart. And so I kind of got to reap the benefits of like being a forced homebody. Um, and I had some like health stuff going on, um, where I was kind of getting bronchitis every, you know, couple of months and I was, you know, kind of work, work exhausting myself. And so I kind of was at home a lot and forced to look at, that aspect of life and like you know what mm-hmm. what it actually felt like to like balance work life and home life and what I kind of actually wanted to build while I was at home and I yeah I was I was really lucky last year I signed the first publishing deal that I had signed in a really long time I signed the first record deal that I have signed in a really long really long time mm-hmm. um, and finished this record and uh yeah it was there was a lot of like weird forward motion while also like just being okay with things happening at whatever the weird pace was that they would be happening you know
0: yeah it it was a weird mix and it you know it seems like I've, t- I've talked to quite a few people now for this show and in general about the past year and year and a half and everyone's story is obviously different in some ways but there is this sort of commonality of like I don't know this weird contrast between like the stillness of everything kind Mm -hmm. of shutting down, but then everything in your life doesn't necessarily shut down. Yeah, and so like you have this time to yourself, or you know, with your bubble or whatever you want to call it, but then also all these other things are still happening. Yeah, I think you're you are uh, one of the lucky ones if if you had sort of a silver lining type of experience because I know not everyone got to have that.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, my. I know my brother had a really hard time and so I just really wanted to be available to him to kind of support him and um you know I think my parents were pretty scared um both you know my on my mom's side and my dad's side and uh yeah so it it was really interesting to like try and be supportive of your family from a distance and mm. um try to be supportive of loved ones from a distance and try to you know maintain sanity um within friendships from a distance like you know there was just there was so much shit that like i didn't know that we would be uh dealing with with you know in, in, on an issue safety sense you know in friend groups and stuff like that you know because we weren't grouping <laughs>
2: yeah
1: um we were isolating and singular and you know working within like cells and pods and whatever and um, i started uh dating my boyfriend last year and you know it's kind of like you go through like a, a certain amount of like trust stuff really quickly you know when when that happens too and yeah. it's just it was just it was an important phase it kind of like forced a it forced a level of communication and maintaining a level of communication that I don't think I would have otherwise you know yeah and you
0: mentioned you were you were writing a lot were you was that writing for this record or other writing
1: i I had finished this record and we were kind of closing mixes and stuff so i just i don't know i mean like i'm sure like anybody else i was like just kind of feeling a whole (laughs) just a myriad of shit you know a whole a whole range of like the full fucking spectrum so um And, you know, I kind of lucked out. I had a couple of really close friends that, like, wanted to, you know, Zoom right a fair amount. And so I was writing for other artists and writing for myself. And some really special songs happened last year that probably wouldn't have had the opportunity to otherwise. And it kind of, it almost felt like, man, is this, like, a whole new record? And <laughs> like,
0: Well, you never I mean, know, I guess. <laughs> I,
1: you kind of don't. So you just kind of have to keep, like, trucking through it. and. We yeah. nothing we had nothing better to do
0: you know right yeah and I, I know some people found it sort of like stalling to have all the time totally. and and, and to also at the same time have like maybe a lack of experiences because you couldn't go anywhere you couldn't see anyone but then totally. there, but the other side of that is that when given the time as you say you're kind of forced into a sort of introspective period and that can always be fruitful as well
1: yeah for sure well I think if anything you know like it just kind of made me very aware of uh the pace of things um and I think it was actually really good for me to pay attention to that because usually I'm kind of just like careening forward like a spastic rocket (laughs) and not really being like maybe like super intentional with like the direction of that um and kind of like I mean. I I I would schedule myself down to like every hour, you know, on a on a weekday or like just even a weekly basis, and I think uh, I really didn't have to do that last year, and it was really beneficial to me. Yeah, I bet <laughs> I'm like really good. I'm like way better at being a slacker now.
0: <laughs> That's kind of ironic. <laughs> I'm sure it's always been in you, <laughs> just like it's oh on my all God, of us.
1: You're so right. You're so right. It was just <laughs> this moment to shine. I'm so, so glad. <laughs>
0: Slackers unite. So you mentioned oh, you this. Got it too.
1: Cool.
0: Oh, wait, am I here?
1: you've got no you've got the slacker gene too that's oh
0: cool. yes oh for sure yes absolutely yeah I'm actually I'm finishing up grad school right now and
1: well let me
0: tell you <laughs>
1: holy shit
0: yeah I'm on huge. my last my last class and wow, my, literally wow. my last class meeting is tomorrow and of course I have something like huge do and I'm, <laughs> I am haven't started yet but that's, I mean you know
1: I, okay. we're, I feel like I feel like us slackers do best under pressure so, oh yeah you know just ride that out
0: I need that deadline. (laughs) Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Um, So you mentioned, and I mentioned this new record, uh, History of a Feeling, which is out August 27th on Anti. It may already be out in the future when this comes out. I'm not sure yet. Um, So if it is out, good people, stop listening and go listen to that first. Um, So that's out on August 27th. Um, Anti, you mentioned it's your first record label in quite a while. Anti is a pretty good one. (laughs)
1: i can't believe it yeah that's a pretty good record
0: a pretty good record label um and it has been quite a while since your last record which we'll talk about um probably in a little while but how does it feel now in this sort of anticipation period with your new record your first one in a while finally ready and about to actually come out
1: you know i feel better about this release than i think i have about any release that i've done i don't know what it is about this whether i'm just like too old to get too amped like i used to or or what um being this being my billionth time around the block with this stuff Um, Mm -hmm. but i don't know like i i just feel good about it like i'm i'm excited for people to hear it and to find these songs however these songs find them in whatever moment you know you happen to be in um yeah i don't know i just i just i'm psyched i'm it feels kind of relieving you know like I guess when it comes down to it, I, I'm pretty sure that I, I think I spent almost four years making this record, which oh, wow. is so crazy to think about. <laughs> I mean, from start from start to release, you know what right, I mean? Right, like right. I, it probably took three years, which is still totally psychotic. Um, but, but I, I weirdly still very, I I feel still very connected to these songs. And, um, I, you know, some of them I spent a long time writing, some of them I've spent all of, you know, 30 minutes or an hour writing, and I just, I don't know, I just feel lucky um, to to catch this one.
0: Hmm. And you mentioned you, you hope the songs find people however they find them, and I think that's an interesting um, perspective on it, because the songs, from what I understand, are quite deeply personal, but there is a universality to it as well. Like, you know, you are writing about, and we'll get into it in a, in a moment probably, but you're writing about a lot of your own experiences, but also even the down to the title, right? Like history of a feeling to be in that feeling as the song itself even says, like you're living in this history and it like, it's hard to, for, for it to leave you. And that's something I think a lot of people can relate to.
1: Totally. Well, yeah, I don't know. Um, I guess. Hold on. I, I had something and then I kind of like, I, I like spaced out for a second, but Oh yeah. You know, I was talking to a friend cause I guess, I guess the truth, the truth is when I released the first song from the record, I was a total meltdown. <laughs> um, the first song man and me being like probably one of the most personal songs that I've, ever put out and I Mm -hmm. couldn't put my finger on why I was like losing my mind and why I was like losing sleep and you know like I was kind of like super anxious and like uh, felt like I had to like warn the people that I was around that I just like was kind of like a pile of feelings and pile of (laughs) pile of emo and and my friend Fancy uh, Haygood who's also a really amazing artist Fancy was like Maddie it's because like you this is like the most personal shit you've ever released like of course you're freaking out like he's like, he was like, I mean, as far as I, I've known, or as long as I've known you, you know, like this is the most kind of like visceral, like descriptive of like a moment in your life that, you know, you're kind of like letting people have. And I was like, oh my God, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. That's why I'm freaking out. Totally. Okay. Okay. Anyway, let's move on. (laughs) But it kind of did, it was, it was, it was really nice. You know, it was, it was sweet to get that outside perspective because, you know, I don't know, that's, that's, that's the thing about all of it and the thing about like these songs and the thing about you know it's it's nice to get other people's perspective and it's nice for you know like for somebody else outside of your body to like see you know to tell you what they're seeing happen inside of your body it's <laughs> almost like it's almost like soothing you're like yes yes that is what ha- what's happening yes right okay right, right. okay
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're like oh yeah that is what I was totally doing you're right
1: <laughs> right exactly like, oh, no I get grounding. it
0: it's like getting someone else's eyes on your work it is so, it can be so informative.
1: Yeah. It's like actualizing. It's right. just like, it, like, it, like it, the whole thing like becomes like the physical. Okay. <laughs>
0: yeah. And man and me is clearly one of the more personal songs in the record. So that was, I mean, honestly, that was a very daring first single I would think. And um, how did yeah. you, how did you arrive at putting that one out first? Cause we didn't even know there was a record when you put that out, that just kind of appeared.
1: Oh, that was my favorite part. I was yeah, like, yeah, they don't I even bet. know. There were like, that they were like three pile. of those.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> they don't even know that there's a whole pile waiting.
0: Yeah, the people at oh. Beats Per Minute, every time you put one out in our Slack, they're like, is there a record? And we're like, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, I loved it so much. It was so funny. Like by, by the time I saw people like, you know, talking about the third song <laughs> I remember people just being like, cool. And now here's another song. Yeah. I was like, Oh, I'm so <laughs> glad that they're bored. Me too. I'm bored too. <laughs> <laughs> I want to promise too. I'm ready. I'm ready to make the promise.
0: Yeah. I'm sure there were a whole <laughs> bunch of obligations you couldn't break. So
1: <laughs> I feel like, I feel like man and me felt like the obvious single to me just because it felt like the most mine, you know what I mean? It felt mm-hmm. like it felt, it felt like the easiest thing to do was the most dangerous daring thing, I guess, or like, hmm. you know, the one that was like the most art- artistic. Um, I felt like it also felt like the, it felt like the most dangerous and the safest thing at the same time, because, you know, there was some sort of safety in knowing that like, I don't know if people didn't like it, you know, it was just kind of like a, Artsy thing that I made um mm-hmm. three years ago, so whatever, <laughs> you know, <I> felt <laughs> kind of like low, low pressure, yeah. yeah, low stakes in a way, um while also saying like the most at the same time. So yeah, yeah, I don't know, that was that was kind of like the most thought behind it, and I also kind of like wanted to lean in, you know, I I produced that song majority by myself, you know, before I kind of gave it to Sarlo to kind of like put some, you know, tie it pretty for me. Um, mm-hmm. so I kind of wanted to lean into, you know, m- my voice up front, um, as much as I could, uh, and just kind of like step out as, as naked as I could be. And then yeah, kind it's, of a very, go.
0: it's a very spare song.
1: Yeah. It's, it's super sparse. and I think, you know, like part of that also has to do with like the fact that like, I I was kind of like I don't know I don't know what else to say so that's it <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how else it should be because that's just what it is
0: <laughs> yeah sometimes uh, you just got to let things be how they want to be
1: yeah yeah I don't know like I think I probably you know like most things it's like when you start a record like you could you could I could spend 10 years on a record I could spend 20 years on a record I could probably make one record for my whole life um, but you know, I also like want to rip off the band-aid at some point and just kind of be like, this is what it looks like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like this is what it looks like right now. It's you know, at that moment I think it was like 2019. I don't know who's gonna make my record. I have a friend that like lives in Alabama and is like, or no, Louisiana, and you know, was like, please come and use this studio and like let's just poke around. And like that it is very reflective of like so much of like my wandering and my searching and my shoredness and like my not so shoredness at the same time you know what I mean
0: (laughs) (laughs) so yes this is probably the most personal song on the record but they're all pretty personal um it seems like they are anyway or at least in some ways they all are and I've seen obviously as as I'm sure you're aware I've seen some of the you know, press materials around it and kind of talking about the backstory of it. Can you kind of explain where these songs are coming from for people who might not know?
1: Yeah, I mean, it kind of came in an urgency of really needing to kind of like dig at myself um, Mm -hmm. and kind of search through through some patterns that I had. And it kind of came, it kind of came about Uh, While I was feeling like, you know, in a very reflective state at a, you know, uh, new clean break with, you know, someone that I had been with for a good period of time Um, and, you know, what better time to Spend over analyzing yourself than <laughs> after, you know, like a pretty crazy traumatic breakup. Um, <laughs> sure. So, yeah, you know, it, it kind of came, it kind of definitely came from some pretty heartbreak moments, but um, it also just kind of comes from like some really grounded alone moments where you're just kind of like uh over analyzing your singularity and uh <laughs> your singleness and your, uh, you know, my, my like well, but why, but why do I do that? And like, well, but why do I feel that way? And like, well, but why do I choose that? And Mm -hmm. like, but why do I want that? And like, but what, and now what do I want? And like, you know, now who am I after, you know, because everything, everything that, you know, we experience changes us, you know, it's like kind of like a car traversing, like a very tight crowded parking lot, you know, it's like, we're bound to like fucking like ding up against some shit and like bash up against some shit and kind of oops sorry excuse me sorry i'm so sorry
0: that's Um. a pretty good analogy
1: (laughs) (laughs) i'll I'll save that one i'll I'll use it again (laughs) but you got it first (laughs)
0: awesome (laughs) next thing you know it'll be like maddie diaz's new album is is just like driving through a crowded parking parking lot lot. yeah (laughs) the crowded parking lot of music
1: a crowded parking lot of emotions
0: of emotions. Oh yes. Oh yes. Um, so with this sort of being in that stemming from that reflective place and some of the lyrics um, quite clearly dealing in the, in the breakup and kind of like those racing thoughts that you have with thinking about the ex-partner and what happened and why did it happen and all that stuff. Were you nervous to release these songs?
1: I was initially. Um, and then, you know, like, therapy you know <laughs>
0: <laughs> sure um,
1: well yeah it's like yeah, sure so it fixes everything right um, <laughs> just like that um yeah I don't know like I think I was initially n- nervous to to kind of like but then I kind of was looking at like well why I was so nervous and you know like And kind of coming to this realization that like this record kind of has way more to do with me than it does this other person was like a really Mm. relieving fact. You know what I mean? I think, Mm -hmm. I think, you know, initially, initially like, you know, everybody, no, no one wants to hurt each other. You know what I mean? Like we love is love and love will continue to be love forever. um, Both fortunately and unfortunately. Mm Um, and you know, I think, I think initially I was like really scared, um, to, to hurt someone. And, you know, the more, the more I've, the more people have found these songs and the more thank yous I get, um, with these songs, the more I'm realizing that that's just kind of not in the cards. I don't think for this record, thankfully, um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, yeah yeah so so yeah,
0: so you you were worried, but you feel better with it about to come yeah, out i no?
1: I think i feel I think I feel pretty good. I mean, okay. you know like we also you can't I can't predict anything you know right, right. um we'll see we'll see what happens, but do you, you know
0: I, do you know if this person has heard these songs?
1: I'm pretty sure they have, and okay. I feel like uh I feel like you know, we'll always support each other, you know, lovingly. Right. From, from a distance. And, right. you know, and that's like a really beautiful thing that I'm, I'm like super thankful for. So, yeah, yeah. that's nice though. Yeah, <laughs> it's nice. that
0: It's nice that now, at least from your perspective, maybe there's, there's no, like, I don't know what you want to call it like bitterness or acid left in that.
1: Well, yeah, I think. And that takes, you know, a shit ton of work on both sides. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when you cut, when you cut each other up like that, like there's bound to be some cut up feelings. Um, right. and like the more cut up you are, the more feelings, you know, you have, you know, cause the pieces are tinier and they're sharper and, ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I think, I think, uh, um, I think you know there's there's I'm also trying to just like uh have it feel like one big old release you know what I mean yeah like like we get to just release all of it we get to release the record we get to release the feelings we get to you know it's not mine anymore like it's now it's like yours and now it's everybody's which is dope
0: yeah do you think do you think that this um sort of journey gone on from being a little bit nervous to being less nervous will make it easier to play these songs live.
1: You know, I've never been nervous to play these songs live. And that's oh,
2: okay.
1: the fuck that thing. It's, <laughs> been, it's, it's like every time I play those songs, I feel like I get a little bit closer to myself, which is, I don't know. It's really awesome. It's like mm-hmm. been the most gratifying. That's um, been the most gratifying uh, process ever. I mean, you know, I, I, I've previously touring you know like there were a lot of songs that I used to play that like I don't know I felt like I wasn't even there when I was playing those songs and it was it kind of made me really sad and I wasn't really sure how to like move forward in my writing and so when I was writing this record I was also simultaneously kind of playing out like playing once a month in Nashville and the purpose behind that was to make sure that like when I was playing the song I was like still in my body start to finish and like Mm -hmm. if I was able to kind of like stay in my body from start to finish that to me was like the signal that like it was real you know what I mean and that like I really meant it and that like every word was every word was real every melody was real and the song was just like ready you know what I mean yeah that
0: So I want to talk specifically about one song um, that was actually one of the singles, um, New Person, Old Place. Um, to me, this song and its placement on the record being the penultimate track, um, it kind of feels like it's sort of the culmination of everything that comes before it on the record. And it feels mm. it feels like this moment of realization or understanding, or even maybe like being at peace with the situation that a lot of the songs were talking about. There's definitely like a acceptance in that song i guess mm. um wh- is that accurate or horribly inaccurate
1: <laughs> no that's totally that's totally it i mean it it, it does it is new personal place is kind of like the oh it's like aha <laughs> <laughs> it's, it is it's like it's like oh my god i'm here now like i'm i'm actually like I'm, I actually uh, get to be over here and like, it is like almost like it's like a little bit of an arrival and this kind of like, um, you know, the can't be a new person and the old place being like the thought pattern or like the habit or like, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, in you're just like in your uh, shitty Circle jerk cycle, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. where it's just this like, like weird spiral, and it's not even necessarily downward. It's just a shitty spiral. <laughs>
0: yeah, sorry, my dog is barking now. um <laughs> Good
1: boy. We like I, we like I, barking.
0: I oh yeah. I don't know why. Maybe maybe there's a delivery. I don't know. She's crazy. Anyway, she's um, keeping you safe. Yeah, <laughs> I am oh, home alone you. right now, and she's protecting me. <laughs> don't you feel still good? Anyway. <laughs> oh, so yeah. So I that that's kind of that's kind of the vibe that I got from that track. Like sort of how you can't really grow if you're not forcing yourself to change where you are emotionally. You need to kind of get yourself out of that scenario or else you'll never be that new person.
1: Yeah, yep, 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 yep.
0: And then I also want to ask Nailed about it. the, the <laughs> Thanks. Awesome. Crush
2: it. Um,
0: <laughs> I also want to talk about the last track. Um, do it now, just just because um, I am curious, first of all, who your duet partner is on that track. And then also, because I don't know. And then also, why is this the song that you felt should have a secondary vocalist? Because I think it's the only one.
1: You know, yeah, it is the only one. Is it the only one?
0: If it isn't, then it's the only one where it's really, really obvious that there's a second singer. Yeah. Maybe it's just because he's a guy. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Um, That's one of my best friends, uh, Steven Rabel, who is just, I mean, I've always called him my lighthouse and I I met him during kind of like, man, this, that, that period, I think I was like, you know, fresh out of my breakup and we, I had seen him around the scene for a long time, but you know, um, he actually opened up for me years before at the bootleg RIP. Um in LA, um in East LA. And I remember like him opening up for me and being like, dude, this guy is like fucking so way too cool. He's just cool and I don't know what to do. And so I'm just gonna not talk to him. And he (laughs) literally said the same thing to me. He was like, I just remember thinking she's so fucking cool. And like, so I just am gonna not talk to her. And so we didn't talk to each other. (laughs) (laughs) Um, because that's what we were back then. And um, and then you know, I, I ran into him and he sang this song of his called 90 days and it was before um, pink cut it um, and released it a couple of years ago. And I, this song just hit me like a truck. And I just remember like listening to him sing, Oh my God. And I just was gripping to the edge of this bar, just like, you know, quiet sobbing in the corner straight up. (laughs) And my friend's looking at me and going like, are you okay? And me just being like, no, I mean, I'm just not, I'm so not okay. (laughs) And I went outside um, and I think we were both still smoking cigarettes at this time. And I remember outside smoking and um, he came up to me and I was just like, man, he was like, it's been a long time. I haven't seen you around. And I was like, I need to I need that song like what (laughs) what can I do what am I gonna do and like and and we exchanged information and like we had breakfast the next day and just kind of ended up like hanging out a bunch and it Stephen Rabel was like the last the parting gift to me from Los Angeles like his Mm. you know his friendship and just like our love um was this really beautiful it was like it was like LA's weird way of being so LA and being like, but you'll keep coming back because like, (laughs) look at this beautiful gift that I'm giving you, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I made him sing, I made him sing a bunch on the record. Um, and specifically on that song. And yeah, I think the reason, wow sorry that was like a really long I just
0: oh no that's fine
1: we have a love story you know what I mean yeah and and I'm here
0: for it so it's I love a love story
1: what am I supposed to do (laughs) we love love story of
0: course we do but
1: but yeah that song that song to me you know even the the meaning of that song was kind of like my invitation of like I don't know kind of like opening my heart to another person again I'm like how scared I was to do that um so much so that it almost is like that song is like almost to me is like come fuck with me, you know what I mean? Or like don't? <laughs> it's like it's like come fuck with me, like all like you better do it now. You better do it on the front end of this because like I can take it in the beginning, but I cannot yeah. take it in the end, you know. Yeah. Um, and so it felt important to it felt important to me to like you know have him be a part of that just because like you know he's he's first of all rabel has been you know, such a huge part of the story, my story, um, in kind of like the the on the healing side of this and like kind of finding my my shit again. Um and then, you know, he also like kind of represents, you know, like my ability to have my vulnerable ass, open ass heart back. <laughs> out there again like
0: (laughs) it's kind of like a full circle moment that he shows up to duet with you on that song totally
1: totally 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 yep because he definitely was there when I was like the most like no
0: yeah (laughs) like I don't think it if he had said no or wasn't available you probably would not have had a duet partner on that song
1: no 100 exactly
0: (laughs) I like that I know that now because it is such a there's such a like tenderness to that song so I'm Mm. it's, it's nice to know that there's like it's more weight to it than just like, Oh yeah, I liked his voice and he was around. So.
1: Oh, hell no, no. He like, (laughs) he means, he means like so much to me. It's he means so many things and the world and then some, you know.
0: Mm -hmm. So this record is mostly pretty acoustic. Um, A lot of acoustic guitars, a lot of electric guitars, but not in a traditional, typically not in a traditional, like hard rock kind of way. It is a little bit more, folky and country-ish than um, your, some of your older stuff was anyway. Yeah. Um, so who, I'm curious then who were some of your sort of major inspirations over the past couple of years? Because to me, especially on the first half of this record, um, which is a little quieter that I think than the second half, um, I'm getting like some Nina Nastasia, some Patty Griffin, Mm-hmm. Um, and then also there's like some, you know, there's like a new wave of like super introspective singer-songwriters like Julian Baker Phoebe Bridgers or whoever you want to name. Um mm-hmm. who were you inspired by or who were you listening to a lot over the past few years? Or like what kinds of stuff anyway?
1: You know, I am like a really painful creature of habit, like to the point <laughs> where like I like need to force myself to listen to new shit. Um I really like obsess over Joni Mitchell blue album. I mean, Oh, well, ha-
0: happy belated birthday. Uh,
1: thank you so much. I mean, oh my I God. Feel like oh, to you. We've come so far together. <laughs> Me and blue. <laughs> you and blue. <laughs> it's our anniversary also. <laughs> um Yeah, I grew up, I grew up listening to, to that record and I listened to a lot of the mamas and the papas and, so I feel like I'm kind of always like just going back there and turning that stuff kind of over and over again just cuz I I love it and uh I think you know I I definitely was listening to a good bit of I'm a big Julian Michaels fan I think she's just like mm-hmm. the I think she's like the main like scary genius of you know our generation um and you know, I was—I've been listening to like a good bit of like even like kind of Kathleen Hanna's projects. And, um, oh yeah, yeah. I'm just a huge fan of her and uh, R.I.P.
0: La Tigra. I mean,
1: oh my god! Uh, why, why would they do that?
0: Why would they go out on their <laughs> best record too?
1: I know. I mean, it's just um, its like it's like to add insult to injury. <laughs> It's like when
0: Slater Kenny, we thought they were done, and they had just released *The Woods*, and it was so good. And then they were like, "Yeah, we're out."
1: God, what are we supposed to do with that, dude? I don't
0: know. Anyway, but yeah, that
1: that and um, when I was closing mixes, I was listening to um Waxahachie's new record. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, St. Cloud. I, that that record was like, it's funny. I wish that I, I almost wish that that record had had happened while i was writing for um this record in a way um but she came around just when i was like you know kind of closing it out so that that was nice that was nice yeah. of her um but yeah i mean i i love i'm, I'm super i'm a super big laurie mckenna fan um mm-hmm. i love her storytelling and her songwriting and um and for sure patty griffin that's like she's like but Jason Isbell too, I was starting to kind of like oh, dig yeah. in on, yeah. on his stuff. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I was like, it takes a it takes a village. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but I can see traces of basically all of those people in in what you're doing. And also like when you talk about, you know, like Joni and and the mamas and papas, people from those eras are still influencing. Ugh. what's happening now so
1: they're forever m-
0: makes total sense yeah i know did yeah, you see that go for forever did you see that adorable video of, of Joni Mitchell talking the other day
1: oh, she's so precious she's i so
0: i hope I she's doing that she well doesn't
1: give i love that she just doesn't give a fuck really you know what oh, i mean
0: like n- she stopped so many years ago
1: <laughs> she just doesn't she's just like And I'm glad that you are finally getting it. I don't know. That's pretty much all I got, you know, like, duh.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's like a 23 second video. And it's the first we've heard from her in like years. And she's like, oh, yeah, okay."
1: Man, well, she's got one of my favorite interviews that I've ever watched. I mean, like, I'll like, I don't know, every once in a while, it's like this like weird manic, every like, you know, seasonal thing that like I'll stay up until like, you know, four o'clock in the morning YouTubing videos interviews performances (laughs) whatever i can fucking find
0: there's so much
1: there's so much with Joni mitchell specifically and judy garland i don't know why those are my two but they just are (laughs) and like oh god Joni has this one interview where she talks about exactly that why she's like she's like people are like the interviewer was like why don't we ever know what's happening with you why don't we see you or hear from you or anything and she was just like Well, because when I leave my house and go to the grocery store, I'm misunderstood. And when I leave my house and I go for a walk, I'm misunderstood. And when I leave my (laughs) house and I go, you know, listen to my friends play, I go, you know, out for, um, you know, whatever I'm misunderstood. And so I just don't, I tend to not leave my house because I don't want to be misunderstood. And I was just like, damn, (laughs) (laughs) people just, People just don't get it and she just doesn't have the time. And I no. love that so much. <laughs> and was, was this like an
0: old interview and she still had like a bunch yeah. of albums to come out? Yeah. So she's uh, like, I'm yeah. just going to make these weird fucking albums. Like basically from Hijira on, she's like, I am i don't care anymore.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's She's like, y'all are just going to take so long to get it. And I yeah. don't have the time. Also, I'm busy making shit.
0: I mean, not for nothing, but as brilliant and beautiful as blue is i don't find it a particularly hard to understand record like
1: no it's kidding. it
0: the emotion i know she's a really astute and poetic writer but the emotions are right there
1: they're right <laughs> there i mean like just on. listen to
0: little green and watch your heart break into a million
1: pieces <laughs> oh what is and and i wish i had a river i could Oh, god. I know one. I was just I was I mean, just talking
0: about that song the other day and how I think it's hilarious that she created basically a song that has been co-opted as a Christmas song, but it's actually one of like the saddest breakup. The saddest songs.
1: <laughs> songs that anyone will ever I made ever my baby cry. Oh god. Oh
0: god <laughs> anyway. I made I my could, baby
1: say goodbye.
0: Yeah, and and that last note when she's like, make my you know, spread my wings and fly, that long note. Anyway, I could talk about yep. I could talk about blue for like three hours, but anyway. Same.
1: Same. Yep. so we, We'll just we'll need another, we'll need another segment. Yeah. <laughs> Bonus
0: episode where Matty Diaz and I just talk about Joni Mitchell. We go through the entire Joni Mitchell it. discography. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like we don't even have to analyze it. We just get like really hyped on it for right. three hours. <laughs> like turbulent
0: <laughs> indigo underrated. <laughs> hot take. Underrated. All right.
2: I love that hot take. Anyway.
0: <laughs> um so. I am curious, though, because you have you, you have been putting out music for a while. I personally, I'll admit, was unaware of your work until Man and Me came out earlier this year. Um, for those who don't know, she gestured. That's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
2: Two thumbs up. Thumbs up. Yeah. I think it's great.
0: <laughs> you think it's great? which I mean, <laughs> it's that, that kind of bleeds into my question a bit. So the last record, um, I think, that you came out with was called Phantom, and it was in 2014, which is now seven years ago.
1: A um, time ago. Yeah. yeah. And time,
0: you know, time makes no sense anymore. So mm. it feels even longer. That's um, great. Yeah. <laughs> but I went back and listened to it the other day for the first time and it's quite different. I mean, it's, it's a lot more sort of synthetic. It's a little bit more of tempo. Um, whereas this one history of a feeling is sort of more organic and acoustic and a little bit more patient and, and, mm. and stuff like that is that indicative at all as to like who you are now versus who you were then, or was that just kind of the style you were trying to do then?
1: Yeah. I think even, even like, even that, it's like, you know, when you're, if you're trying to do a style, if you're kind of like after something, um, or if you're like, I don't know, trying to like, it was kind of like, I really wanted to see if I could serve it up on a silver platter. Um, Mm -hmm and i i think i was really intrigued with the idea of like how big it could sound um as opposed to kind of like focusing in on i don't know you know i've had various people throughout my life and my career tell me that like my voice is enough and like it's like me it's about me and the guitar and the and the voice and the song and like that's it and like it's taken me a really long time to like understand what the shit that they were very plainly telling me <laughs> <laughs> which is maybe a little aggravating but you know like isn't it just so human though to like want to like over complicate and like you know exhaust things and I think you know there was so much of me for a long time that was telling myself that like it, it wasn't enough that it was just me it wasn't like I should have like a projector with like crazy lights and videos and like things happening you know Mm -hmm. to like to like give people a reason to stay or like there had to be some crazy beat to get people to stay or there had to get you know what I mean like there were so many things that I thought that I had to do to get people to stay and I don't know man like this last record I just wasn't really thinking about like what I could do to get people to stay I was kind of just trying to figure out like what I was staying for you know yeah. um i think like you know when i moved back to nashville there was a little bit of me that was like of course i'm gonna write songs for forever because i love writing songs and i love creating things but like you know as an artist like what do i want and like what is this for and like a- am i still like am i an artist like once an all artist always an artist is that real and mm-hmm. um you know i was like kind of i was bartending again for a period and like you know was maybe like casually looking into like an equine massage therapy sort of option as like a vocation <laughs> and <laughs> and just kind of like really digging at like the part of me was digging at the why but was also kind of just letting me like letting myself like kind of float around um and uh, and was lucky enough to kind of catch like myself being authentic. <laughs> <laughs> <Whoops>. <laughs>
0: So is that what this, like, I know you've been writing the record for a few years, but is that what the gap between albums kind of was like, just you sort of taking stock of everything and like
1: figuring everything out? Well, I think, you know, when I made Phantom too, like I was, I I kind of was aware at the same time that I was, I, I wasn't like, I was letting somebody else steer the ship. I was kind of like letting like my manager's input and like, producer's input mean more to me than my own input and mm. I started to kind of resent myself and resent my own project kind of in the process of that yeah Um. and in the meantime I started a band with a really close friend of mine and that project became like very authentic to me and was very like indicative of like where I was at that time and I started to kind of, like, abandon myself and, like, my own project and, like, kind of, I burnt the whole building down for, like, all intents and purposes and was really focused on, like, making that project, like, be the world dominating, like, you know, the reason that I hadn't been in music all along, blah, 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 sort of Mm -hmm. thing. Um, And then it turns out the bands are really hard. (laughs) 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 Like, mad respect to anybody that, like, is able to stay in a band and like, make it work. Like, it just really is, you know, it is very much like a romantic relationship and a, or, and a marriage and, you know, a business partner. And yeah, it was, it was really hard. So, Mm. um, we parted ways and, you know, amicably and, uh, you know, I, I was kind of like writing for other artists because I was also starting to discover around that period that I also just like, I really do like helping people find their megaphone and helping people find their stories and like, um, you know, helping other artists take that seed that might not make sense to them, but might make a little bit of sense to me or, you know, take that seed that means something to them and like draw more meaning out of it or like dig it deeper or like make it you know uh, go a little wider or you know whatever But yeah I think I was I was I was just kind of like wandering around and like looking at what I wanted and so yeah I think I think you know I, I know myself as a writer like fairly well you know at this point and um and I'm I feel beyond fortunate um to get to you know have another go around as an artist um with anti you know like that they like believe in this record and this project because yeah i don't know i i feel like um i could very just as well have kind of like uh i don't know floated out in the ether for another fair bit yeah (laughs) I like it out there too. It's pretty cool.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But it's nice to come down to earth every now and then. It's
1: so nice to be on earth, man. It's pretty (laughs) cool down here. (laughs)
0: Sometimes.
1: (laughs) For most Mm. of the time, some of the time.
0: Some of the time. (laughs) Part time Um, cool on earth. (laughs) (laughs) So I tried to find out a little bit about your background and I found that you, because as I said, I was unaware of you until this year. um, And I found, well, for one, you were born in Connecticut where I am which is neat. Get out! <laughs> I,
1: get don't
0: out. Th- I don't think you, like, lived here for very long. Am I right in saying that? No, I, I was there
1: until I was, like, <laughs> seven or eight. But, like, oh, okay.
0: yeah, pretty good. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, I always like when I find out musicians and artists who came from Connecticut, because, like, growing up in high school, I'm always like, meh, there's nobody from Connecticut ever. And then you find out that there's actually, like, a few people. Like, now there's you, and there's Tune Yards is from Connecticut. and Get
2: out!
0: Yeah, she is. She's from, like canaan or something yeah
2: shut up like her oh parents I... her
0: parents still live here and i saw her in hamden right outside of new haven oh, and her God. parents that's... were there <gasps>
1: Holy it was shit, so cute dude i Did literally you... <laughs> like i went to Silvermine elementary school in norwalk connecticut which I... was like down the street from there new you Cannon. go like i remember like being in new canaan all the time
0: you probably saw her
1: that's hysterical all and right.
0: then i think also joan wasser Jonas police woman is from here
1: get out
0: yeah she might actually what a bad bitch. she might actually be from norwalk i hate to tell you <laughs>
1: oh my oh, i could God. be i could
0: be wrong i could be wrong but yeah what so if we like,
1: like rode bikes by each other like that would be the best thing yeah be.
0: maybe you rode by while she was like fiddling on her violin on the street corner or something i don't know
1: i would um, lose my mind
0: you were probably eleven or something, so I don't even know if we would have known. But
1: I, that's even better. Like <laughs> I just get to like I get I just get to pick up like on the magic. You know what I mean? Mm. Just carry that with me.
0: Right. Um, so in addition to that, though, I, I I found that you were featured in some kind of like documentary once from, <laughs> your, from your music school. What's that about?
1: I was in this like after school kind of music school like music y um thing called rock school and i i did it for like i think like two and a half years
2: Mm. in
1: high school so not like my entire high school career but you know like a little bit um but basically like it just kind of taught like high school age kids like how to shred and um put us all in like kind of weird like zappa cover bands and (laughs) you know taught us like how to play like songs by the police and like uh my first show was like the punk show and it was just like a you know very like variety show <laughs> i guess genuinely it really is that it's like it's like it's like you're it's like the best mixtape of like punk songs from like you know the 80s or 70s to present um and like just a bunch of high school kids like trying to play it on stage <laughs> and like totally not melt down like in front of their mom You know,
0: right. So they made a film about it?
1: Yeah, they made a documentary about it. It's like an hour and a half long documentary series. I actually watched it for the first time in like, I don't even know, like 15 years the other night with my boyfriend (laughs) because I was like, I was like, I was like, I finally feel safe enough to show this to (laughs) someone that I'm dating. And if you tell anyone about this, I'm going to kill you. Mm. Um, But I'm ready to watch it now. (laughs)
0: Well, I found out about it and he didn't tell me. So. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so he's good like he's, he's, he's good another, I, he'll live to see another day <laughs> yeah
0: it's just it's out there i didn't watch it though i don't know where where i could ever watch it i just thought it was funny but... you
1: can't that's my favorite part you can't oh, okay. watch it but my dad totally <laughs> my dad still has it on dvd and he like he like snail mailed me the dvd
0: <laughs> nice nice and now i'll send you, you, you have the it. video
1: link if i'm feeling like you know <laughs> okay, <cool>. very generous <laughs> yeah
0: i'll let that marinate i'll let you sit on that. <laughs> I just thought that was funny, and also that it's called Rock School is so is kind of funny to me.
1: It's so funny. Well, there was like this whole like conspiracy theory behind it too, because like uh, the people that ended up like making the school of rock with Jack Black like came mm-hmm. to Philadelphia and like did this whole thing and told us that they were making a documentary, very much like the documentary that was being made about us. Blah blah blah. And, um The guy that runs or ran the school that I was um, enrolled in was named Paul Green. And so we called it the color conspiracy cuz it was like Paul Green versus Jack Black and <laughs> whatever. <laughs> it's ridiculous.
0: <laughs> it's just rock school sounds like a like a Disney movie or something.
1: Oh my god it does. Oh, that's I mean, look, I have a Disney Which bucket is fine. list situation. I would love to be in a Disney movie.
0: Hey, it was I'm this telling you right now, might help you, who knows.
1: That, oh my god, this is just another I I work for home. Disney actually. Oh my god, you're my answer. It's you. <laughs> you can um, fill my bucket list <laughs> it's you
0: they it just announced like a snow white remake maybe you can be in that
1: i just want to sing or i want to be like an animated uh i don't know an animated tree or something yeah. magical
0: yeah for sure <laughs> don't we all
1: <laughs> like looking around the yard i'm like animated tree there are trees that tree i want to be an animated tree. <laughs> I want to be an animated fan. I want That's to be a want.
0: fan. God damn it.
1: Just make me a fan.
0: Like Beauty and the Beast too, and there's a talking fan.
1: That, <laughs> Beauty, would... Beauty, and, Beauty, Beauty and the Beast like finally like reaches the 21st century. <laughs> yeah. Beauty and the Beast does electricity. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my
0: God. There's like a TV. It's like Brave Little Toaster now.
1: <laughs> I was literally thinking Brave Little
0: Toaster. The because they I'd... have electricity.
1: Uh, Brave Little Toaster. That movie still makes me cry. Like when I haven't
0: seen it since I was little, but I it I know it's sad.
1: There's that part where the toaster <laughs> is in the woods, and I think like a flower sees its reflection, and like and then like the brave little toaster like has to leave, and then the flower wilts because like it thinks that the flower that it fell in love with like left Aww. them. So See, I don't sad. even
0: remember that. God,
1: literally, it was like just debilitatingly sad.
0: All I kind of remember is like the blanket character was particularly sad
1: so weird so yeah. weird <laughs> I, I remember
0: wait i kind of remember in my in my haze of my memory that the blanket has like this weird square face yeah nose
1: yeah with the and the and the dial is its nose
0: but is it an electric blanket is that the i think it's an
1: electric blanket i think that's exactly i don't think right. they
0: ever say that
1: <laughs> no <laughs> You're it's right. just when you i think it's just a blanket, blanket. No, when you said electric blanket, I was like, I know what he's talking about, but I can't believe that I'd never really actually like put the electric blanket. Like, I never assigned that. That character. yeah, <laughs> I never did
0: until this moment either. But it's just like kind of it's such a bizarre character design, and they don't explain it.
1: Oh, what a so weird great. fucking
0: movie! I should watch. What that a
1: movie. weird movie! Yeah. And the vacuum is the
0: vacuum, the angry one.
1: Yep, he's the, the angry one. The
0: grumpy one. Okay. Yeah,
1: he's like the grumpy old man. The vacuum is the grumpy old man.
0: I'm so <laughs> curious. <he> <laughs> I'm so curious who made Brave Little Toaster because it feels like this. This is so this is so unrelated to anything we talked about. That's fine. I love, um, I love it. It feels like one of those movies that's like not Disney, but like wanted to be Disney, you know, like those like knockoffish kind of movies.
1: Totally. But I totally. think it is.
0: I think it is a Disney. Movie. I think it's just one of those like forgotten ones.
1: I actually I was racking my brains. I was like, can I watch that on my Disney Plus subscription that I obviously got during the <laughs> pandemic because like I was uh, subscribed yeah, to I mean, everything during the pandemic? Yeah, of
0: course. <laughs> Watch all those like oh. Disney Channel movies and the cartoons. Oh yeah, cartoons. I, went, I went
1: Star Wars start to be start to finish. Right? I went like I went like Tinker deep. I went like <laughs> I went all over the place. Man. So
0: this is why it's your aspiration to become a talking fan.
1: I just love disney in a deep way and i know that you know disney is probably evil now and like we're gonna cancel disney in like two seconds or we maybe we already honestly yeah i was
0: gonna say it's shocking we haven't yet
1: it's insane it just shows you like the disney power like it just shows you like the raging bicep that is for sure
0: (laughs) i mean they own they own like everything they probably own my podcast somehow
1: oh yeah they own they own zoom for sure like yeah
0: absolutely There's about to be like a new <gasps> Zoom series that gets like nominated for an Emmy or something.
1: Oh, great Disney God! If you can hear me right now, I just if there's any wish that you can grant me, genie, Disney God, <laughs> let me please just be a fan. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: just let make me be Maddie, an animated.
1: Make fan, Maddie please. a
0: damn fan.
1: <laughs> just one time, one time.
0: One blade of a fan.
1: One fan blade. Oh, it is. I think aren't all the Miyazaki movies on? Disney they are too? have
0: you not have you not dived into that
1: yet no that's that is the reason that i got disney i just i'm just remembering that oh okay <laughs> yes i haven't watched the new one i haven't watched the um the the whatever it's called the something which the oh have you heard about it
0: the like the newest ghibli movie the
1: newest ghibli movie is that
0: the one that's all weird and like 3d ish
1: yeah, it's the first one that's their 3D yeah. something something.
0: I and have not watched it because I thought the trailer looked real weird.
1: I thought it looked kind of trash too, but then <laughs> I found out I found out that like Casey Musgraves is like singing. Yeah, a she song voices on a it. character,
0: I think too. Yeah,
1: and so I'm like, well, like she wouldn't do something trash, so like we all have to give it a shot.
0: I guess we should really watch it.
1: <laughs> we have to do it.
0: Um, yeah they're all there all the ghibli movies are there and i've seen all the miyazaki movies i have not seen all the um other movies the takahata movies and the other ones like ocean waves i haven't seen ocean Waves.
1: yeah see i'm trying to like i'm trying to expand my horizons, but i'm also just a creature of habit so i'm like totally fine to just watch my friend totoro until like i die
0: that's me with like spirited away like i could just watch it forever (laughs)
1: it's so good it's so good just don't get high and watch that one it's so terrifying
0: oh i bet that's kind of already oh, a scary
1: movie it's a little scary and like when you're stoned it's like absolutely unreasonably <laughs> sc- it's unreasonable
0: he is supposedly making another movie Miyazaki, really? even though he's yeah. retired he's retired like seven times but every time he said he's going to come back he has like a movie it's something about a caterpillar i don't know oh he's it's really actually if you want your heart to melt before we go he said that he's he's making he wasn't going to make another one but he's making another one because he wants to leave it as a gift for his grandson before he passes uh, away no. oh. and like how fucking sweet and terribly sad is that i mean he's like he's old i don't think he's gonna die anytime soon he's in his 70s i think but like it's just so sad to hear
1: as if you couldn't love him more he's leaving a gift for his grandson that's also about did you say about a caterpillar? Yeah, I
0: think it's called like Burrow the Caterpillar, I think, or That's something like that. The most
1: beautiful thing. You know that it's gonna be the most poetic shit we've ever seen in our yeah. lives.
0: No, it's it's gonna be sweet and cute and lovely, and I can't wait. I'm sad that Takahata died. That's sad. But um Princess Kagi is really good. I haven't seen it. Oh, it's probably on Disney Plus. You should watch it. It's kind right. of yes, it's kind of unlike anything else. It's like very hand-drawn, like pencil and watercolor oh, hand-drawn. Cool. It's it's so mesmerizingly beautiful to watch
1: okay sick yeah I'm so I'm so in I need some good veg out time anyway
0: yeah well that's two and a half hours of some pretty melancholy animation but that's you know that's my thing that's my shit so
1: I'll bet if I showed my mom that she'd be like why are you trying to make me watch this (laughs) (laughs) what do you what do you do when you're at home
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, this has been a very circuitous conversation, but
1: I love it so much. Thank I, you. <laughs> I love
0: it too. I had a really good time. Uh, thank you very much for spending this time with me. Um, thank you for
1: being a digital, blur, beautiful. Digital I know it blur. never it's even so fixed it. Fun to watch.
0: It never even fixed itself. For for people who are listening, I have been a staccato mosaic digital glitchy blur for this (laughs) entire conversation
1: a total glitch monster this whole time (laughs) yeah
0: very very off-putting but i'm glad that you uh you stuck through it um so the new record history of a feeling is out august 27th on anti it's really lovely and i hope everyone goes and listens to it now if it's if it's out already if it's not pre-save it pre-order it it'll be out real soon i bet so do it up it's very good. Um thank
1: you. Thank you thank so much. You.
0: Yeah, of course. Thank you, Maddie, for talking to me today.
1: Dude. All right, have a great weekend.
0: You too. Bye-bye.
1: Bye.